Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. Well, it happened again. The Boston Celtics had their moments, had their chances, but they lost another heartbreaker. Thank you, Luca. I'm talking about it on this Wednesday, Locked On Celtics. Millie, let's go. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. I'm John Corrales. I host this show on a Monday through Friday basis. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book now available at all online booksellers. Wherever you get your books, you can get my book. Today, the Boston Celtics are coming off of a 110 107 loss to the Denver Nuggets where Luka Doncic hit not one, but two buzzer, well not buzzer beating threes, but go ahead threes in the last 15 seconds of the game. As if ripping your damn heart out once wasn't enough, he did it twice in the span of about 15 seconds. (sighs) All right, I'm here. My job is to give you a podcast, (laughs) and I'm going to give you a podcast after that. Following my usual post-game podcast format, segment one will be the good. We're going to focus on the positive. Segment two, the bad, there's plenty. Segment three, trust, and how the Celtics get out of this mess. It all boils down to trust. Let's start with the good. And the first thing that I want to say that's good is the Boston Celtics got two all-stars. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Got to start with that. Congratulations to Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They both made the all-star team. Well-deserved, I think. You know, a lot of people are going to throw on Twitter around the stat, like the Celtics are the only team below 500 to have two all-stars. I think by the end of the season, we'll see that the Celtics are not going to be a below 500 team. This team is not a below 500 team. I just, I cannot believe that they're too good. They've got enough talent to be better than that. Are they a top seed, a number one seed? No, but I think they're better than this Better than 15 and 16. Uh, the other good, the Boston Celtics got, uh, like a lot of people, <laughs> as this thing was starting to roll downhill, and as I was saying on Twitter, every every shot seems to be falling short. People telling me, oh, well, it's because Kemba's knees are shot. 
Well, then Kemba Walker turned around and scored 14 points in the fourth quarter and and really led a Celtics comeback that started right around the three-minute mark. Now, it didn't go well up until then. It looked like it was going to be another fourth quarter where everything fell apart. They looked bad over the first seven minutes or so. They, they really didn't play well. And they fouled a bunch, which I'll get to in the, in the second segment. Uh, they were kind of sloppy. They, they, all of the bad things, all of the bad things. But then Kemba Walker took over in the later stages of the fourth quarter after the Celtics were down 11 and he scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, five of eight shooting, three of five from three. That was kind of actually a not uncommon game for Kemba Walker. Like Kemba, how many times at the beginning of last year, the beginning of last season, how many times did we say, Kemba kind of scuffling along. Oh, big fourth quarter. Here we go. And so this kind of shows the knees aren't shot. So shut up about that. You know, like it's not, you know, you're not, you're not impressing anybody by being the hundredth person on Twitter to say Kemba's knees are shot. If you're on Twitter saying Kemba's knees are shot, then you're not watching this game. Like it's pretty obvious that his knee is actually, it's not bad because he had a fourth quarter burst. If there was ever a time for his knee to be bothering him, it would be in that point of the game. Not only that, he actually whipped off the step back, that signature step back jumper, which he missed the shot, but he actually pulled the move off, which was good. thought he looked bouncy in this game. So Kemba, 14 points in the fourth quarter, I thought was was good. His overall numbers, 8 of 19, 21 points. So obviously just six, um, seven points uh, the rest of the way. But that fourth quarter performance was, was really good. Uh, the other thing that I thought was, was big in this game, look, the Celtics came out, and I'll, I'll talk about this in the second segment, but they came out flat. They, they didn't look great. It was a back and forth. It was, it was really a team that looked dead. Every jumper, every jump shot, front rim. I mean, how many front rims? can you see in a game? They front-rimmed damn near everything. If you want any sign that this is at least somewhat fatigue-related, and I know some people, you just don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear this excuse. But, but, they come out flat. They come out slow. All the jumpers are front-rimmed. And then at the end of the game, when it's just like an adrenaline boost, like, okay, here we go. Let's, let's find something in ourselves. They found it. They found just a little tiny something extra to have those jumpers go over the front rim rather than hit the front rim. They found a little something extra to start defending when Jalen Brunson was going crazy. The Celtics, for better or for worse, did not quit in this game. And you know what? At this point, when you're looking for little bits of positive stuff, that means something. 
It just means something. I see everything you see. If you're a person who's like negative or whatever, I see all of that stuff. And Brad Stevens came up with some interesting lineups here. He kind of went away from the uh, Jason Tatum second unit starting the second and the fourth. He went with Kemba to start those second units. And I wonder if that was an effort to get Kemba going. You know, in the post games, especially now in this Zoom era, you've got like one shot to ask a question, maybe two. And in the wake of Luka Doncic hitting those two two shots and, and so many things happened down the stretch in the fourth quarter, you kind of get away from some of the lineup changes. So we've got to wait until before the Hawks game when Brad Stevens is available pregame to like, okay, let's remember to ask him, hey, by the way, you switched it up in the fourth quarter and or, or you switched up your lineups and went more Kemba plus the bench. What was that about? And so that was part, maybe that was something geared towards helping Kemba become more of himself because, hey, look, he's used to carrying teams. So maybe that's something that, was a, a thought process. Kemba's used to being the main guy. It's tougher for him to work right now as he's working through how do I fit with Jalen, how do I fit with Jason, the two all-stars, the two guys that you're obviously focusing on. And Jalen hit a couple of huge shots. One of the things that really is bothersome right now is I should be in this segment talking all about Jalen Brown's two huge shots one to give the Celtics a lead, and one to tie the game. And both were overshadowed by Luka Doncic hitting his shots. But Kemba Walker getting those minutes with the second unit, I wonder if that's just a kind of like, all right, Kemba, go back to being Kemba. But the Celtics didn't quit in this whole thing. And as I wrote on Boston Sports Journal... Which, by the way, use the promo code Corrales if you want to subscribe to Boston Sports Journal. It's less than three bucks a month if you do the annual subscription. Promo code Corrales. The one, <laughs> I'm not a good golfer. And as I wrote on Boston Sports Journal, there's like a shot, that one shot that you hit in the midst of 18 holes of crap. There's one shot, and it doesn't matter. It could be on the seventh hole, right? The most meaningless, like, just way, way back. But you hit a drive that was 315 right down the middle, and you said, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the stuff right there. That fourth quarter, that three minutes in the fourth quarter is that drive. Or that chip where, you know, you shanked it and you topped it and you took a, a five-inch divot out of the fairway. And then all of a sudden, you just pull out that lob wedge and you loft it right up two inches from the hole. And you go, oh, man, that was awesome. That's that three-minute stretch. 
in the fourth quarter. That gives me some level of hope that this team has something left. The break is coming. That's the other positive thing. An all-star break is coming. One more back-to-back, and then you just got to get through every other day, a few more games, and there's going to be a break. Just keep that in mind. Going to come up next with some of the bad stuff, the fouls, and part of why Luka was able to do what he did was because the Celtics fouled like crazy. That's coming up next. But first, our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Every week, thanks to Michelob Ultra, I will select a Player of the Week that encapsulates what it is to have a Michelob Ultra. Who gives me the joy? Who gives me the happiness from this past week? There's really only one candidate for me. Now, I'm, I'm trying not to overlap Last week was Robert Williams. This week, I am giving it to Aaron Neesmith, who embodies everything that I'm looking for in the Ultra Player of the Week. Okay? There's a little bit that brings me joy when I see a guy earning his minutes. Okay? A guy who has was out of the rotation and then in the past week has really earned minutes out of nowhere. The happiness that I have is watching him grow on the floor. He has been making some pretty good defensive plays, has been solid positionally. He's been doing all right. A couple of mistakes here and there, but I am happy watching him grow on the floor. And I'll tell you what, I get no greater enjoyment Although sometimes it's like kind of a little too much watching him like nearly kill himself trying to make plays. But this dude hustles his ass off. He hustles like crazy. And he's trying to make a play. He is the one Celtic that is giving undying, unmitigated effort. And so for that, you are, Aaron Neesmith, my ultra player of the week and like a Michelob Ultra it's only worth it if you enjoy it 2.6 carbs 95 calories enjoyment isn't the end game it's the whole game so go get yourself a Michelob Ultra we'll be right back on the Lockdown Celtics podcast Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. You're going to want to subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast. There's a lot going on in the sports world. The Tiger Woods story has been just um, unbelievable, and they've got you covered on Locked On Today. Host Peter Bukowski has everything you need to know with the help of our local experts. And on top of that, all the sports news you need in less time, less than 20 minutes. So subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get this over with the bad. The Celtics, first of all, came out blah. And so after the Celtics lost in such a frustrating late game, kicking the balls fashion to 
the Pelicans on Sunday, you would think that they came out, they would come out in this game and be a little more, I don't know, have a little more oomph. Just at least in the first few minutes. Show me something. Show me that you're... You, you you want this. Show me that you are, mm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm believing in this. Even if it fades, I can, you know, I at least understand like, okay, it's been, it's tough, fatigue and blah, blah, blah. But give, give me that little adrenaline boost at the beginning. And they, they didn't really have that, which is disappointing. The bigger issue though is the fouling. They had five fouls in basically the first five minutes. And so they were in the penalty for a majority of the fourth quarter. The, the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. So was that the last like 60% of the, the quarter or so? And once again, the Celtics could not defend without fouling. And where does that hurt you? Well, as you saw... With Luka Doncic, he twice got the ball, dribbled around, created his space, and got himself not great looks, but not horrible looks. And why? Because the Celtics could not pick him up at three-quarter court. They could not try to see if they could force a turnover. They could not get all up in his airspace and see if they could maybe get him to turn a certain way, uh, maybe take a little extra time, maybe not get that shot off in time. That shot went through with point one left. I mean, who knows? Whatever you can do, if you, if you have an extra foul there, if you have a foul to give, you can be aggressive. And you can defend and pick him up and put some ball pressure on him. Without the foul to give, you got to sit back. You got to let him get to a certain spot on the floor before you even engage him. And the Celtics did a good job in not fouling him in those two spots. But you, with that extra foul to give, they could have been even more aggressive. Picked him up at the opposite hash mark. Make him dribble a little bit more. Instead of getting it in in the in the you know three-point area, trying to probe, pull it back, trying to probe, pull it back, waste a bunch more of that shot clock early on. So maybe he's taking a more rushed shot. By fouling so damn much, they took away a small little tool that could have been a Big help in that situation. Our conversation here could be so much different if they didn't foul every time they tried to defend. And I just get this, this image of Jason Tatum reaching in, fouling Luca, and the camera cutting away to Brad Stevens with his hands on his head. I wish he didn't have that mask on so I could read his lips. Because I'm sure he's probably saying, saying something like, why are you reaching in that spot? Why are you reaching? The Celtics had him defended. And 
they do these lazy things like reaching at the end of possessions. I haven't gone back to to look at this this game again, and I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to before the the Hawks game. But I can I can think of probably like six or seven different possessions where ninety percent of it was good, and the last ten percent of it was just horrible. A reach, uh, a blown coverage, a a missed switch, stuff like that. Just brutal, brutal. Um. Quickly, other bad things. Boban Marjanovic. Boban changed the the tenor of this game. Boban, now Boban's huge, but look, let's be honest. Man, we all love Boban. He's a treasure. Kinda kinda oafish a little bit. He's not laterally quick. Why not attack him? Sure, he's like twice the size of a lot of Celtics, but go at him. Attack him. Force him to defend. Don't let him just be there and be huge. Force him to be a basketball player and defend. God damn it. Go at this guy. The Celtics, I hate to say it, but man, they can be soft sometimes. They can really be soft sometimes. They had this big, gigantic bullbon in front of them, and they were just like content to be like, nope, he's too big. I don't even want to chance it. But never once did they challenge him and say, you know what? I'm going to go at you and I'm going to make you stay vertical. I'm going to make you keep your arms up. I'm going to make you slide and stay in front of me. Boban barely plays because he's not a very good basketball player. Go at him. Go at him. Celtics just are terrible when it comes to that. Their perimeter defense, I'll just say, again, allows too many... Too many walk right into the paint. And, and again, so much of this stuff can be explained by certain things, but until until it changes right now, the Celtics perimeter defense is basically setting up the velvet ropes. Head on into the restricted area, guys. It's all yours. Uh, an under, I think, discussed part of this, I, and I haven't listened to any of the other Celtics podcasts or, or anything yet, there's a five-minute stretch in the third quarter where the Celtics got like, I forget what it was. It was a five-minute stretch where they got a bunch of stops that Dallas didn't score, and the Celtics couldn't take advantage of it. They had a five-point lead there in the third quarter, and it stayed five-point lead throughout all of this. That was a missed opportunity there. That, that could have been the difference in the game. When you hold... Dallas to nothing for five minutes and you get nothing either against that defense. No Porzingis, no Kleber. There was room to operate if they just attacked. There's a lot of frustrating stuff that happens in these games. 
in the moment, it's very easy to be frustrated. Obviously, I am frustrated too in this moment. However, up next, there is a path out of this, and it exists solely within that team, and there's one question that they need to answer. Do you trust each other? That's next. Built Bar. I trust Built Bar because I buy Built Bar. I buy them with my own money, and I can give you no better endorsement. All of these people, that, all these companies that want to advertise with us, we try them, and they send us free stuff. Built Bar did that too. They still do. But a couple days ago, I went and bought my own box. I've got the receipt to prove it with my own money. Bought my own box of Built Bars because I like them. Because they're the best tasting protein bars on the market. They're delicious. They're a great snack or great post-workout. Or if you want to use them as a meal replacement, they've got plenty of amazing flavors. A uh, bunch of different palettes. Whatever you enjoy, go to BuiltBar.com. You can see. Check out the, the nutrition the nutrition facts. You'll see low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber, low-sugar. They've all got the same formula, just different variations of that. You got a peanut allergy, no problem. They've got flavors that can accommodate you. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Even if you want to try one of those sampler boxes, a small box, there's a bunch of different things. Go to builtbar.com, check it out. You can use the promo code locked on as often as you want, doesn't matter. Use it as often as you want to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. March Madness is weeks away. The future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on everything by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. It's a podcast hosted by draft guru Chad Ford. You know who he is. And he's got his big boards out there with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, all the big names. So subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board wherever you get your podcasts. I asked Jalen Brown, I asked Jason Tatum after the game. The one question that I think the Celtics need to answer. Now with me, when I asked them, do you trust your teammates? They said, yeah. Which is fine. I expected them to say yes. But I wanted to ask, I wanted to see their reactions. I wanted to see if they had anything else to say. But basically, it's the one question that they have to answer. Because nothing that I say here Monday through Friday matters to them. Nothing that you say to me on Twitter or in the comments section on Boston Sports Journal or on Celtics Reddit or wherever you say anything doesn't matter. The one thing that matters and the one thing that will determine whether these Celtics get through this period or not is whether they trust each other. 
That's all it boils down to. Because if they do, if they do honestly trust one another to get this done, to make the next right play on the floor, to pass when the defense is closing in on them, to pass out of double teams, to make whatever that right play is in that moment, to switch to double on defense, to get back in transition, whatever it is, do you trust your teammate to get that done? If you do, the Celtics are going to be fine because they'll figure it out. Eventually, over the next 40 games or so, they will have those opportunities. Guys will get healthy. Kemba Walker will play better, shoot better. Stevens will figure out his rotations a little bit more. All of that stuff will work itself out if they trust each other. If they don't, then what will happen is one guy will start taking more shots than the other. Guys will start trying to take turns. It will no longer be any kind of offense. And to be honest, (laughs) I know as I say that, you're saying, what do you mean no longer? Yeah, it's barely an offense now. But it'll have no chance at becoming an actual offense. If these guys can't trust each other, then the ball will not swing. Then they will lose each other defensively. They will try to make up for things that the other guy is trying to do. And that's the biggest sign of a breakdown in trust. Okay? I'm on the floor with my teammates. Okay? And I don't trust one or more of my teammates to make a certain defensive rotation. So what do I do? I, believing in my own abilities, try to do too much. Instead of rotating and trusting my guy, my teammate, to pick up a guy that I leave or to be in the passing lane, I expect him to not be there. So instead of me leaving my guy to switch, I just try to fight over the top or I try to fight through something. Meanwhile, the other guy is saying, we're supposed to switch in this situation. And you both go with the same guy and you leave somebody wide open. That's what not trusting on a court looks like. I on offense, have all the confidence in the world in my abilities. I do not trust my teammate to make a shot or make the right play. So when I get the ball, I do not pass it to that teammate. I instead try to either do something on an individual basis, a drive, a jumper, whatever it is, 
or I pass it to somebody else who may be more covered, but to a player that I trust more than the guy who is open. What does that do? Well, it does not, what it does is it prevents the other team from rotating and having to make decisions. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that thinking on the floor is a killer. And if you, the more decisions you force the defense to make, the more opportunity you have to score. And if the Celtics do not trust each other to be in the right spots on offense, then you're going to see a lot more individual play, a lot more isolation, a lot less passing. And if me saying this makes you think they're already doing this, then that's the point. Because I don't believe in this moment that they fully trust each other. Does that mean that they can't? No, not at all. It means that they need to get into the practice facility. It certainly means that they need to watch the film and listen to the coach. And they need to execute this on the floor. They need proof. If you do not trust somebody, you need the proof that they are untrustworthy. So the best way to demonstrate that, hey, I, as an individual player, am just going to take this on my own, is to spend some time passing it to the other player and watching that other player screw up. But maybe by passing it to the other player, you're going to let that player screw up and learn from those mistakes. The Celtics have young guys who are doing the bulk of the work. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they've been through a lot. They're great players. They're all-stars. They both could make the all-NBA team. They deserve it. But they're still 23, almost 23, and 24 years old. And they've got a lot to learn. And... Everybody on this team, not just those two, everybody on this team needs to trust in one another. They need to make sure that they trust in even guys like Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard, Shemi Ojale. And I'm not saying that they it's 100% they don't trust, but I think there's like, in certain situations late in games, there's a 10 to 20% of, eh, I don't know. I'm just going to do this on my, on my own. Got to trust each other. It's the only way you're getting out of this. If you don't, then this whole thing is screwed. If the Celtics do not trust one another, this entire thing falls apart and flush the toilet, season's over. Might as well start Aaron Neesmith, find some sort of phantom injury for, like, hey, the knee is bothering Jalen so much that he can't play. Give him two weeks off. Tank it, forget it, wrap it up, dump it, move on. Play, you know, listen to Chad Ford's podcast to figure out where the Celtics are going to pick and just say, all right, fine, 
we'll pick it up next year. If there's no trust on this team, that's where this is going. These guys got to find the trust in each other. I think it's there sometimes. It's not there 100% of the time. But it has to be there 100% of the time. That's how they get out of this. That's how this all changes. We'll see. Celtics play Atlanta again later tonight. So another post-game podcast is coming up after this. Hopefully something different. Hopefully the tone can change. But I will be here because I'm here for you Monday through Friday. So if you're new, please subscribe. You'll get your podcast directly to your device. Wherever you get your podcasts, it'll be directly to you Monday through Friday. Regular listeners, please give that five-star rating, that good written review. Hey, and subscribe to Locked On NBA. I did a Locked On NBA podcast with Jake Madison. I host that with him every Wednesday. So not only did I cover the Celtics game, I did a Locked On NBA and now a Locked On Celtics podcast. So subscribe to both and share both. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet. 